If you're an email list denier, then riddle me this. Do you know who owns some of the biggest email lists in the world? It's TikTok, Pinterest, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. When I hear someone boast about growing an online business without an email list, I think of a person who probably sits on a toilet the wrong way. You're listening to It All Works. I'm your host, Jason Wheeler, and this is episode two. The first episode was a sentimental dedication to my grandparents. This is not that. This is what It All Works really is. So let's get to it. We might agree or disagree on the importance of email and the role email lists play in growing your business online. So I'm gonna make this quick. Try and live without an email entirely for a month and then send me a smoke signal on how that worked out for you. It's very difficult, if not impossible, to efficiently or effectively run your lives without email. Your accounts to anything digital is almost always linked to an email account in some way. It could be for finances, education, security, entertainment, and communication. There's no denying. If you don't see it, this episode is not for you and I'll give you a respectful moment of silence for you to ponder whether you're staying or check your account settings of whichever podcast platform you're using to validate your email. And we're back. Email is necessary for the foreseeable future. Like television, radio, and the telephone, it's another method for getting your attention and build a connection. Even more important, it's a personal distribution system for you and your message. And you have the most control over it than any other medium you can think of. And this is where your business comes into play. It doesn't matter if your business is online or brick and mortar. Its chances of success improve with an email list. To even quantify if it's worth the effort is pointless. It's worth it. Here's a question for you. How can you contact your previous and potential customers all at the same time with a tailored message? Virtually for free and know for sure who has seen your message and who hasn't. You know it. It's an email list. There is no other way to do it. As much as technology and programming has evolved, it's still this one way. And because it's just this one way, it makes it a necessity for everyone in business to have one. And it's a massive level playing field. If you do use email to grow your business, your messages stand equal with any other messages a person might receive from anyone else. They have an equal chance of being seen, open, consumed, and responded to. How you manage your email list and how you deliver your message will improve or reduces the chances of your email being open, giving it opportunity to be consumed and responded to. Now more than ever, email lists have gone up in value. Because in case you've been pinned under something heavy for the past three years and haven't been able to get online, the chances of your content reaching all of your own followers and anyone else in the world are low without some kind of monetary investment. Oh, And that's not just a one-time fee, that's every time. There is no doubt that an email list adds value to your business like an asset. You need to grow it, maintain it, use it, it's worth it. So let's get into it and start talking about email lists in more depth. It's not going to matter if you're a beginner, novice, or intermediate. This next part could really go a long way to helping you. I'm going to talk about three foundational things about email lists. Within these three things, some things you may already know, and some may surprise you, because things have evolved in email marketing, and there are creative things being done too. The three things I'm going to talk about is, one, what can you accomplish with an email? Two, what can you do with the information an email list can give you? 
and three, what can you do to optimize your list building experience? Now, I'm not going to talk about how to get people on your email list. There's going to be episodes for each method that can help with that, and those methods need whole episodes to explain it properly. For now, we're going to talk about a list that already has emails in it. The things you can accomplish with an email list seem pretty obvious, but some of the things I mentioned might surprise you or excite you over the possibilities. You can contact a person on your email list virtually for free as many times as you want, though I highly recommend that you don't overload their email inbox. You can send out a weekly newsletter, keeping them up to date about you and your organization. You can communicate about upcoming events. You can invite them to things you are involved with. You can make an offer to them. You can do a timely ad hoc email relating to a current event or breaking news. These are basic functions for emails, and they all work really well. But then we have to look beyond the basics. You can use an email as an accountability prompt. Let's say you want it to be extra helpful and try and get people to move their lives forward in a positive way. Your emails can help them do that daily or weekly. You can use it as a participation prompt. What if you're running an event that happens in the near future? It may be a few weeks away and you already have registrants. You need to keep their attention on the upcoming event so when it does go live, they will show up. And it's useful because we know we sign up for things and then forget about them. If you want to make sure people show up for a launch, keep building excitement around it, and at the same time, you will make people feel as important as they are. You can use it as a gatekeeper. I don't mean it to keep people out. What it can do is create exclusivity, and that can be a good thing. There are emails that you can create that are filled with value. What you can do is send emails with this type of value to only the ones who deserve it. I know it sounds like a bit of a reach because these days most people don't like to leave people out when sending emails. But you should. It's necessary. Not everyone who joins your email list deserves everything you have to offer. I'll give you an example. I'm on an email list with a shoe store. I make purchases at that store and occasionally I interact with the things on their email. And I almost always open them. I should be the one that gets to go to the store on a particular weekend with my friends and family coupon that I received. Not everyone else should receive this offer. And because not everyone else does, it gives something to share and possibly brag about. Which would actually work in the shoe store's favor by getting more people on the list, engaged, and shopping. Believe me, fear of missing out is powerful, and using an email as a gatekeeper can be too. You can use it as your private messenger. I know a lot of people like the ease of batch sending emails and bang, you've emailed 5,000 people in a half a second and now the rest is up to them. But the way things are today, how does somebody communicate with you in a way that's easily trackable? Well, my friends, it's email. And sometimes you have to open the doors to replies. Because we all know there are people that don't like to engage publicly. And even more important, there are subjects that need privacy. If you're talking about a problem that is embarrassing, do you really think people will be most comfortable engaging in the open forum that is social media? And worse, the platform will never forget it. And it will show them ads about something they might consider the most humiliating thing. No, you want them to open a private line of communication where trust can be built. The funny thing is, email was the first version of online messaging on the internet. Sometimes it's good to kick it old school. I promise that in future episodes I will tell you even more about the different uses of email. But these were fine examples. And when people first think about using an email list for the business, they aren't really sure what to do. They worry that if they don't have it perfectly planned and formatted that people will check out and unsubscribe. But you can't look at it that way. There are tons of ways you can engage people on email. Exciting ways to share your message. 
even better, really cool ways to show them who you are and what you're about. And if you do that, well, you've already won. When we start to consider what information an email list can give you, this part is game-changing. To some people, the work of sending out an email is to compose and send. There it is. I did it. Now the ball's in their court. This is not the way it works. That's just calling it in. It's just so passive that they shouldn't expect a result. With email, even when something doesn't happen, something has happened. There are analytics at play all the time. Some are basic and some are a little bit more robust. So when I say, when something doesn't happen, something has happened, I'm talking about the open rate. This term is widely used in conversation, but not used properly. Open rates are a great piece of data that's built into the DNA of every email list. When you use a program like ActiveCampaign, which is what I use, when you send out an email, you'll be able to see how many have opened the email and therefore you know how many haven't. But you will actually know which email addresses in particular. This is the first most basic tool and it's phenomenal. Because if you know who's paying attention, then you know a little bit more about them. Whatever that email was about captured their attention, now defines them a little bit better. It's telling you, John is interested in this. At the same time, it gives you detail about the ones that didn't open the email. And that means Sally isn't interested in that. It's so basic. But you can see who's paying attention and focus on them for that particular thing. When you sent out a few emails, you'll soon figure out who's interested in what and the ones that aren't interested at all. The evolution of email marketing software has been great because you can do some really good segmentation and automation. Segmentation is taking that open rate data a little further because it allows you to label and organize groups of people within your list depending on what actions they have taken. So for instance, you can add a tag onto a person's email profile within the list that identifies them as a person interested in a certain topic because they open the email. But you can add tags for a lot more things. If they clicked a link within your email, you can tag that. If they made a purchase, you can tag that. If you wanted them to confirm something through a button on your email, you can tag that too. And you can continue to be creative with segmenting through tags. Because what can really help you succeed is not only having that email list, but knowing about the people in it a lot more. If you know someone is actively following a particular topic in your emails and has actively engaged with them, which added tags, when you do want to make an offer or sell something related to that topic, you can easily identify the people that would be more interested and send the email to people with specific tags that were added to the profile. Over time, you'll be able to see a ton of information on your list. You will know who is active in it and how many people are interested in each topic or area of business you're in. You'll be able to know how many are purchasing from you. You'll be able to see patterns when they're more active by time or day. With all that information, you will be better at offering things more suited to your email list needs. It stops being a guessing game and starts being more predictable. One of the things I know entrepreneurs get horrified with is not knowing how their offers are going to do. They put in a lot of work to create a product or service, and when they promote it to their contacts, they don't really know how it's going to go. So they have nightmares of, what if no one is interested? Having an email list with segmentation will point you in the right direction as to what you should offer and to who. Automation is even more exciting. Not only can automation add the tags you need to profiles for more detail, it can take the next actions for you. If you spend a little bit of time setting up a sales automation, what will happen is the software will send the next suitable email depending on the person's previous actions. You won't need to do that legwork. Once you set it up, it does it for you. If you send out an email and the response triggers an automation you set up, 
It will send a relevant email based on that action and then the next one and so on. What you have done is let the software supply the people on your email list with information or offers based on their own decisions. There is a lot of creative things you can do with automation. The combinations are astounding. The best part is you set it up once and it does it for you from that point on. You don't need to go through your segmentation and figure out what email to send out to what people one by one. The automation can save you a vast amount of time while making the experience for the people on your email list more tailored and enjoyable. This is when productivity can go through the roof and generating income can be a lot easier. The third thing I want to mention is optimizing your email list experience. Now that you know about all the exciting possibilities, you need to keep the good times rolling. And to do that, there are some things you should keep in mind. Not everyone on your email list is going to be responsive. That's to be expected. If you have a 100% open rate, that would truly be a miracle. Some people will forget that they ever signed up on your list. Some might not like any of your content, and that's not a personal thing. It's just what you're talking about isn't for them. And that's normal. Sometimes people joined your email list just to obtain something for free like a download. And when this happens, they do one of two things. They unsubscribe or they ignore you. I want to tell you that I'm good with unsubscribes, but I don't like being ignored. Even though through email, it's really not the same thing as in real life when someone does a body swerve to avoid you, I still don't like it, and here's why. Even though you can send out as many emails as you like virtually for free, you do have costs associated with your email marketing software. And although they aren't expensive, you will still need to make sure you are paying the right amount for the size of the list you are managing. Most email softwares charge different monthly or annual rates depending on the size of your list. They usually set up pricing in brackets, let's say 0 to 500, 500 to 2500, 2500 to 5000, or 5000 to 10,000 emails, depending on the size of your list. Each charge a higher rate. My point to all of this is when people unsubscribe from your list, delete them out of your list, and if you get clever with segmentation, you can easily see those who aren't participating at all, and you can take those people off your list too. By doing this, you can make sure that you're paying the right fees for the size of your list. Another thing that will make your experience better is consistency. And it's very important because without consistency, people will forget about you. They will expect nothing from you and you can expect nothing in return. You need to make sure that people get what they expected from you and exactly what you promised them. That's important in your ability to grow trust and a dedicated following. When you do it right, you build anticipation for your emails. If you do it wrong, no one will even notice you're missing from their inbox. If you want to optimize the experience for everyone, be real. That's something people forget to do. They get caught up in the idea that this one email is going out to 800 different people, so they try to engineer it to be appealing to everyone. It doesn't work that well when you want them to get to know, like, and trust you. If you're not you all the time, this will trip you up eventually. The other point is, the better you are at letting people in and sharing yourself, they will do the same and respond in like. You need to understand that communication is communication and it doesn't matter if you're standing right in front of a person, talking to them over the phone or video or writing a letter or an email. You need to embrace being you all the time. It's too much work altering your voice and message. Be you, it's natural and it's better. If you're trying to make your business work better in today's environment, it's hard to imagine doing it or wanting to do it without an email list. With the pandemic crisis alone, there were some businesses that survived and some prospered because their email list kept them front of mind. Others failed without one because when this started to get intense, people's attention were pointing in other directions and they had no voice during that time. But we shouldn't need a crisis to prove the value an email list can add to your business. 
don't be an email list denier. At the end of each podcast, I like to add on a little section called Making It All Work. This is where I try to give you a piece of helpful advice or point you in the direction of a download that the episode might have. So here's my piece of advice. Whether you have an email list or plan to start one, one of the most important goals you should have is to try and get every single person that follows you on social media onto your email list. And let me tell you why. Because until you do, you don't have any control. You certainly don't have any ownership. And distribution isn't what it used to be. You don't know who has really seen your message. You can be optimistic about it, but you don't really know unless they tell you they saw it. Social media is awesome, but I maintain it's for reach. Even though you can do lots of fun, creative, and entertaining things with it, it won't always accomplish what you need to do. An email list can help you cross the finish line. Over the year, distribution and organic growth has diminished on social media because rightly so, they need to make revenue to keep the lights on. And it's not gonna get any easier or cheaper because the online marketplace keeps growing. Customer acquisition costs do rise. So the best plan is to start as soon as you can and get the people who follow you on a list and save yourself a lot of money down the road. You'll likely see revenue come sooner rather than later with an email list. When I first started email list building, I started with a free software by MailChimp that did the basics. It fit my abilities at the time, but wasn't able to do what my business needed. I moved to a paid service on Aweber software that seemed to have a lot more newer capabilities that I needed. And as it usually happens, another software evolved and improved even more. So right now I use ActiveCampaign and it does everything that I have discussed in this episode. There are other email software companies like Constant Contact, ConvertKit, MailerLite, Keep, GetResponse, and Entreport. All of these are built to helping you manage and support your email list. They each might vary in capabilities and user experience and price. So you can shop around or ask someone in the know. If you have any questions about this episode, you can email me at jason at jasonwheeler.com. I always enjoy hearing from listeners. This isn't the only time I'll be talking about email lists and list building. This is just the tip of the iceberg. I needed to share this information with you first so we can dig deeper in future episodes. I hope you found the information useful. And if you want to catch future episodes automatically, subscribe and you'll catch the next episodes as soon as they release every Thursday morning. Thanks again for listening. Until next week, take care.